This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Sometimes we tend to keep things bottled up, we throw them under the rug, and we just keep forgetting about it, pushing it away, ignoring it until it just gets in our face. And therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest, to take those things that you've been putting away, and figure out how to work through what's weighing you down. I personally used to always bottle things up and ignore them and tell myself I was okay, and I got really tired of doing that until I started to go to therapy regularly. Therapy is a place where you can gain positive coping skills, learn how to set boundaries, empower yourself to be the best version of yourself, and it isn't just for those who have have experienced major trauma. I personally haven't experienced major trauma and I'm an active user of therapy. Therapy has honestly changed my life and if you're thinking of starting therapy, why not give BetterHelp a try? It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and you're capable and able to switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash Alana to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash Alana. Thank you, BetterHelp, for sponsoring this episode of Morning Ray. I'm always talking about how it is possible to change your life by just focusing on getting 1% better every day, how the little things really do add up, and that can be as small as integrating a new supplement into your day-to-day routine like Seeds DSO1 Daily Symbiotic. It helps benefit your gut, skin, and heart health in just two little capsules a day. I personally have loved integrating Seed into my day-to-day routine. My digestion has never been better. I feel so much better and I truly notice a difference when I'm not taking it. When I take it consistently, I feel so much better. My digestion is better and I've never really experienced something like this from a probiotic. So that's why I continually go back to seed and notice a difference when I stop taking it. Trust your gut with Seed's DSO1 Daily Symbiotic. Go to seed.com slash Alana and use code 25ALANA to get 25% off your first month. That's 25% off your first month of Seed's DSO1 Daily Symbiotic at seed.com slash Alana, code 25ALANA. Thank you, Seed, for sponsoring today's episode of Morning Ray. Celebrity voice impersonation, not an endorsement. Why go to a single furniture store when you can go to Big Sandy Superstore? Shop and compare America's top five mattress brands, plus Nectar and Purple. And choose from over 22,000 in-stock appliances from the top brands at the guaranteed lowest price. Or furnish the room of your dreams with a large selection of American-built furniture. With financing plans for just about anyone, there's nowhere else quite like it. Big Sandy Superstore. This is the smell of a warm three-day-old egg salad sandwich in a wimpy trash bag. Wimpy, wimpy, wimpy! Blech! And this is the smell of that same sandwich in a hefty, ultra-strong trash bag with new Fabuloso lemon scent. Hefty, hefty, hefty! <sighs> smell the difference? When life gives you stinky, get Hefty Ultra Strong with new Fabuloso lemon scent. It smells like clean, freshly picked lemons. So no matter what's inside your trash, you can stop the stink and smell the lemon. Hi. 
Hello, good morning angels, and welcome back to Morning Ray. I'm your host, Lan or Alana, and today's episode, as you can tell by the title, is part one in my running series. As you guys know, I have, or maybe you don't know, maybe you don't follow the podcast Instagram, maybe you don't follow me on social. If you don't, what are you doing with your life? If you want to get the daily scoop on what I'm up to, go follow at Alana Bloomberg and the Morning Ray podcast on Instagram. But anyway, I have dedicated myself to running. I'm back in my running era. If you followed me before, back in 2021, I was starting to run for the first time and got really into it and was working on getting my 5k and under like in a 25 minute pace, like 25 minutes for the 5k. That was my goal for the summer and I achieved that and everything. And then when I moved downtown, I kind of fell off running and it wasn't really serving me for the past little bit, but I have rediscovered my love for running. I'm determined to get better and to be able to run further and faster. And I'm really just focusing on training properly and challenging myself mentally and physically when it comes to running. And I'm really excited about it. And I always get so many questions about how to get into running, what I do, all the things. So we're going to cover that in part one of this episode. Everything that I can think of that you guys have asked me so far is going to be in this episode. So my essentials for running, my warm-up, choosing a route, what to do on your run, how often should you run, when to run, and some words of wisdom. And I'm actually going to have someone very special on the podcast soon that's very active in the running community to talk to you a little bit more. Um, She's a little bit more experienced than me, so I think you guys will really enjoy to hear from her. That will probably be part two or part three of this running series, but I'm really excited to kick it off, I think, There'll be a lot of great takeaways. But before we get into the episode, I have recently started reading, listening to Note to Self by Peyton Sarden. And I've always known it's a really good podcast, but I've never honestly given it a moment to listen to. And I'm on the second episode that I'm listening to this morning. And honestly, I get the hype. I understand why people love her. I... I'm a Peyton Sarden fan now. I love her. I feel like our energies and our outlook on life is very similar. So if you like my podcast, which I hope you do if you're listening to this, then I recommend you go check out her podcast if you have not already. I just need a drink because my voice is feeling a bit strained. Let's get into the essentials. I personally love tracking my runs on Nike Run Club, except I kind of want the appraisal and the validation that you get from using Strava. Like, all my friends are on Strava. I hear all the runners are on Strava. I don't know. I want kudos from my friends, my followers, my 40 followers on Strava. But I like using Nike Run Club, but there's no way to sync the two. I love the aesthetic of Nike Run Club and I love the guided runs. I love the running plans. I'm sure these are options available on Strava, but I also don't want to entirely switch to Strava because all my running stats are in the Nike Run Club app. So I just don't want to move it. You feel me? But I really love the Nike Run Club app. A lot of people recommend couch to 5k to start running and that personally never really worked for me i tried it years past and that wasn't the app that worked for me could work for you but nike run club app is definitely 
something that changed my life for the better. I love it so much. And I know many of you started to use it and started to run because I recommended it. So I speak very highly of Nike Run Club app and I think you guys do too. I use my Apple Watch. I have a Series 7. I get asked this a lot. My strap is from Amazon. It's actually linked in my Amazon storefront. And I really like my Apple Watch. I know it's not super, like I know it's not the best option for runners, but if you're just starting out and you have an Apple Watch, it is perfectly more than capable of giving you the stats that you need for an entry-level runner, for an intermediate runner. If you're getting super competitive and specific and everything with your training, maybe look into a Garmin. I know my dad uses Garmin's for cycling and a lot of runners use Garmin's. Um, I don't know too much about them, but I've heard that they're great, but I personally love my Apple Watch. I have the Series 7. I think it's the 40 millimeter one. It's the smaller one. I personally love it. The battery lasts. There's nothing wrong with it. I feel like it's pretty accurate and it syncs with Nike Run Club. It's super easy. You can use Strava on it. You can just use the regular Apple workout training tracker thing, but I personally love my Apple Watch. The sneakers I have recently fallen in love with, I've had my eye on them for so long, but just could never get my hands on them, are the Hoka Clifton 9s. I know the 9s just came out. Obviously, I went with the newest model. I love always buying the newest thing when it comes to technology, shoes, whatever it may be. So I got the Hoka Clifton 9s and they are most definitely worth the hype. They are so gorgeous. They're so comfortable. I'm someone that loves a cushiony shoe. Like I wanna feel bounce and support when running. I have quite a few foot injuries. I have plantar fasciitis. My foot's been run over by a car. I was a dancer. My feet are pretty beat up. So I need that support and that cushion. And when I first started running, because I didn't have proper shoes, running honestly really hurt my knees, like running on the pavement outside and getting proper shoes honestly changed the game. So if you are a dancer or an athlete or anyone and you find running outside on the pavement is hurting your knees, maybe check in to see what shoes you are wearing. Shoes are honestly a game changer. I also love the Nike Infinity React Fly Knits. These are the first ones that I got. I personally love them. They're shaped almost like a boat, like they rock, so they propel you forward. And I also love wearing these for HIT. They're great. I also love the Nike Zoom X Invincible Fly Knits. Very long names over here at Nike, but I also love those. They have a lot of bounce. And they're very comfortable. They're supportive. I wouldn't say they're the most aesthetic looking shoe. The React Infinity React Fly Knits are definitely cuter. And the, I would say the Hoka Clifton 9s, especially in the triple white, are beautiful but they're still incredible shoes. I will say all these shoes are a bit pricier, like they're 180 to 240, I believe, depending on which model you go with. This is in Canadian, so obviously you Americans have it cheaper, but these are my faves. Definitely always going for my Hoka Clifton 9s. I do have, what are the other Hokas I have? I don't remember. They are the Cli okay, the Cliftons. Why do I keep wanting to call them the Cliftons? The Hoka's that I have, the first pair that I got were from a campaign that I worked with them on two summers ago. I can't remember what they are right now, but they are a lighter weight shoe. They're meant for like speed work, so there's not a lot of bounce in them. They still feel really great, but I would say I like the Cliftons a lot more. 
headphones. I have run without headphones before and it's definitely an experience in itself. Am I going to choose to do this? Not really. It is very therapeutic, I will say, but it's not my favorite thing. So I love to wear my Apple AirPod Pros. I just have the first generation. Um, they stay in my ears pretty well. I do have to normally like push them back in or whatever. I don't wear my Air Maxes when I'm running. I think they'd honestly be too much of a distraction and I'd be worried about them the entire time especially they fit my head pretty well but they are a heavier pair of headphones and I think I would be conscious of them falling plus I wouldn't want the pads to get sweaty I don't really think there's something I would want to work out in but I really do love my AirPod Pros. I don't know what the second generation ones are like. I've heard a lot of great things about the Beats sport ones, like the ones that are like the little pods that go over your ear. However, I know people have a history of them dying on them. Like after a year, they'll stop working. And I know I had a different version of like Beats wireless air earbuds or whatever. And after a year, I would always have to like claim warranty or something because they would just stop working. I'm trying to think what else are apparently really good. People like, I think they're Jabra's. They also kind of go over that ear kind of like that. They're kind of like a dad headphone. I would classify them as. And they look like kind of like a Bluetooth earpiece situation. But I personally really like my AirPod Pros. I always run with them. I don't put them on transparency because Otherwise it picks up on my breathing and I hear my feet hitting the pavement, which I don't love, but I do not put them on noise cancellation when I'm running. Just because I'm running outside in the city, I wanna be aware of my surroundings. I think that's super important, even if you're walking. I personally would not recommend just for safety purposes, for awareness of other people, cars, anything to not put your headphones on noise cancellation and the sound is still great but I personally love my airpod pros yesterday I went on a run and for some reason my left airpod did not charge so it died and I only had my right one working and it was honestly an experience in itself would not recommend again like the no headphone situation but I personally really love my airpod pros but again when I I just want to remind you guys you don't need anything fancy to start working out to start running you can put on whatever clothes you feel comfortable in moving and you're capable of moving in and start with that and if you want to start to invest in things once you've proven to yourself that you're consistent with working out then you can do it you don't need to get the fancy smartwatch or fitness watch you don't need the fancy sneakers to start off with you don't need the fancy headphones or workout clothes or anything you can go work out with just you yourself and I or whatever whatever this the staying is. I just want to remind that these are very much luxuries. You don't have to have these things at the end of the day. If you're moving your body, that's what's important. Good playlists. I personally love listening to music with good beats like EDM and house is what I'm into right now. So that's typically what I'll lean into when I run. Sometimes a little R&B or rap or pop. I've been listening to Jamie's run playlist. I'm following it on Spotify. I typically look at other runners playlist that they share. I know Marcus, like Minted New York, has a really good playlist. I like his. I like Kate Glavin's playlist as well. Ethan Glenn also has some good running playlists. Usually I'll just like lean into other runners' playlists if I feel sick of mine because it can be a little burst of motivation. Music can really push you forward and help you get through the difficult parts of your run. So don't overlook music. It is definitely a vibe. It is definitely helpful. I used to be that psycho that could run listening to a podcast. There are those times where you do need that, but 
I really like my playlist. Okay, workout clothes. Again, at the end of the day, you can run in anything, but nothing motivates me more than a cute workout set, something I feel good in, something that I know is going to support me while I run. And because I was a Lululemon educator, yes, for those that are new here, I worked at Lulu in store for two years. Um, so I know the importance in choosing clothes that actually perform well. I personally think Lululemon, again, I'm sorry if I'm a little biased here, but they're honestly my holy grail when it comes to workout clothes, especially when it comes to bottoms. I feel like I can go to any brand pretty much for sports bras and I won't be too disappointed, especially because I'm a part of the itty bitty titty committee over here. But honestly, truthfully, no one compares in the performance, the fit, the capabilities of Lululemon bottoms. I love running in my Wonder Train leggings. I have the 25 inch ones. I believe they came out with ones that are a bit more flattering for your waist and peach. So check those out. I also love the Wonder Train six inch shorts. So they're like a biker short. I honestly love running in my Align shorts. I know you're not supposed to. They will pill if you do that, but they just feel good. I love how lightweight they are. I love how they look and feel and everything. I also do love running in a pair of athletic like loose shorts, almost like the hottie hot shorts or I forget what the other shorts are called at Lulu, but I actually have a pair from Free People Movement that I wear a lot and I really like these. They do have like an underwear underneath like a liner. I don't think they sell the ones that I still have. I honestly forget what they're called but i do find myself looking like reaching for them so i do want to get more loose running shorts there's this british runner lucy georgia and she's always in these new balance ones the little slits so i want to start to look into those but running shorts are really expensive so we'll see we'll see i do want to get shorts though because it's getting a bit hot in leggings and it's only may it's mid-may here so when I'm recording this. You're probably listening to this later in May, maybe June. I don't know when this episode's going live. I'm pre-recording, but I want more loose running shorts. For any of the runners listening, if you have any recommendations, please let me know. I do have a bit of a ass, so they need to be a bit longer because I don't want my butt out when I'm running. Comfortable no-show socks or athletic socks. If you're running longer, I or like a further distance, I really recommend athletic socks. I've heard that they're really important and crucial for longer runs, especially for protecting your toes and everything. I'll report back when I get there. But honestly, I've been loving wearing my Lululemon athletic socks. I feel super supportive. They're sweat wicking. They feel really good. And the no-show TNA socks, they're super cushiony and comfortable and they look cute with the hokas. Lastly, invest in a running belt or a running vest. I haven't had to get a running vest yet. That's something you wear more for a longer run when you are bringing like water and fuel and different things. Not there yet, we'll get there. But I used to run with a fanny pack, specifically the Everywhere belt bag from Lulu. And people always ask me, doesn't it annoy me? I used to put it really tight and put it on my back. I'm like crossbody and put the bag part on my back until I got really bad chafing under my arm from it. Like I literally had to put bandages on the underneath part of my arms because I got such bad chafing from running with it. So don't recommend that. I personally love the fast and free run belt from Lulu. It holds my key, my ID and health card, my lip balm, and then I'll just hold my phone in my hand. I always bring my ID and health card. Being super busy can make it really easy to fall into a dinner time 
recipe rut or even with your lunches. Any meal, honestly, can get you into a rut, especially with a busy schedule this fall. You can keep mealtime exciting with over 40 recipes to choose from every single week. So there's always something delicious to discover with HelloFresh. It's truly a no-brainer. It does all the shopping and meal planning for you. Ingredients arrive at your doorstep pre-proportioned and ready to cook along with pictured step-by-step recipe cards. It's never been easier. I personally love HelloFresh as a way to get exposure to new recipes, make my life a bit easier as a busy 20-year-old in the city. And I love that it's worry-free, it's super easy, it's convenient, and gets delivered straight to my door. Go to HelloFresh.com slash 50Ray and use code 50Ray for 50% off plus free shipping. That's HelloFresh.com slash 50RAE and use code 50Ray, 50RAE for 50% off plus free shipping. HelloFresh is America's number one meal kit. And thank you for sponsoring today's episode of Morning Ray. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With me on my runs, just in case you never know what's going to happen, you want to have ID on you. I know I'm thinking like the worst case scenario here, but just like always have your ID on you. And I just put that around my hips. I normally put like the the pocket part like on my right hip. So it's on the side or sometimes it goes on my back, whatever you feel is comfortable. Lululemon also has a fast and free running vest. And I've seen a few girls on TikTok wear them. So I think that's the vest I'm gonna invest in. Um, It is a little pricier. I think it's like 129 or something, but that's what I'm looking for next okay so those are my essentials obviously let's get into the warm-up your warm-up is crucial it's really important you need to warm up your body you can't just walk out your door and start running you need to warm up your joints and your muscles and everything in order to prevent injury and this will also just help you feel better on your run so personally my warm-up is usually like five to eight jumping jacks a little bit of some like hops hip swing. So I swing my leg back and forth and then lateral. So side to side, I do that on my right and left leg. I'll do some squats, really focusing on activating my glutes. I'll do heel toe rocks, stretch my calves, my hamstrings and quads. When I'm stretching, I'm doing dynamic stretches. So I'm not like going into a lunge and holding it. I'm kind of like going slowly up and down to like warm the muscles up, get the blood flowing, you know? And then I'll walk for around like five to 10 minutes, depending if I need to walk to where my route is, like if I'm gonna go run by the water or if I'm just gonna run in the city, really depends. But I'll walk for a little bit just to get my heart rate up, get the blood flowing, get the muscles moving, you know? 
Okay, choosing a route. You can either map out a route before or kind of wing it like I usually do. A simple way to run the distance or time that you're choosing you wanna run is to do an out and back. These are personally my favorites because you know you're not gonna get like stuck somewhere and be tired and have to like call someone or Uber back or whatever. So I'll usually do distance-based runs. At least that's what I'm doing right now. So say I'm running 5K. At the 2.5K mark, I'm gonna turn around and run back. Um, so essentially you just run until you hit, reach your midpoint. Say you're doing a time-based run. So say you're running 30 minutes. At the 15 minute mark, you're gonna turn around and run back. It's super easy. It's super simple. That's like the best part, but that's the best way, I guess. I mean, you don't really have to think too much about it, but try to choose routes where if you're running in a neighborhood or in a city where there aren't a lot of stop signs or lights, a little bit more difficult in Toronto, but I typically go into more of the residential areas where there isn't a lot of traffic. So if like the light is red and I'd have to stop. Like if there's no cars, I can jaywalk. Obviously proceed with caution over here. Do what makes you feel comfortable. But sometimes if I'm doing longer runs and I think I'll start doing this once I start doing eight, 10 plus K is been running by the waterfront. It's not my favorite place to run if I'm being honest, just because you're pretty much running straight. The view is always gonna be the same and there's not much going on there. I love the distraction that the city provides me on my run. It almost feels like I'm in a video game, like dodging people, but definitely running by the water where it's just like one long path is more practical. You could run on a track, but that gets kind of boring in my personal opinion. But if you live in Toronto, I would recommend, I haven't run on all these places, but I've heard they are great places to run. Like the Beltline is really good to run. By Lakeshore is really great. You could run in High Park. Sometimes I run in Trinity. Um, anywhere where there's a path and it's quite long and spacious is good. Okay, on your run. Majority of your runs should feel easy, believe it or not. They should be an easy pace. This doesn't necessarily mean slow. It could be slower for you, but you just shouldn't feel dead after. I want 98% of your runs to feel this way. There are runs where you push your pace and your tempo, etc., but that should be the minority of your runs. Most runs should feel easy. If not, slow it down, okay? Slow it down, humble yourself. Like leave your ego at the door, run slow like your run should feel easy you should be able to control your breath you should be able to have a light conversation obviously at first it might be a bit hard if you've, you're starting from nothing but that is your goal that is your goal your run should feel easy you shouldn't be like burning yourself out okay you want to keep your cadence which is essentially like what your stride is around 170 to 180 if you're wearing a watch or you're tracking on your phone it will tell you this on the nike run club app it will tell you this on strava whatever it is and ideally you want to keep your heart rate when you're just doing your runs below 155 beats per minute you only want to get your heart rate up when you're doing speed and interval training which i'll talk about in a little bit um, eventually you'll be able to increase your pace without your heart rate skyrocketing. Training like this, like really leaving your ego at the door, running slowly will improve your endurance and allow you to run longer, easier and run longer, faster. Like you'll be able to increase your pace. This is something I'm working on. Um, so we can do it together. 
It's very humbling. It's very hard to run slow and it's very hard to leave your ego at the door. But I promise you, no one is watching you. No one is judging you for running slower. Just really, I want to preach this. Leave your fucking ego at the door. Let it go. Let it go. Let it go. (laughs) Not me thinking of Frozen. Okay. You can also incorporate speed and interval training to improve your endurance. So there's a few different types of speed and interval training. You have your fartlek run, your tempo run, and you have intervals. So fartlek is, I think it's Scandinavian, Swedish. I don't really know. Essentially, it means speed play. So it's the idea of changing your running rhythm and speed while completing a continuous run, aka using fast and slow running. So you're not going to stop. It's not like intervals. I'll explain intervals in a little bit. But you're essentially throughout your run, you're going to probably, an example is like you could run two minutes at a light pace, then two minutes at a medium pace and two minutes at a hard pace. And you'll keep repeating that. You're just like playing around with how fast and hard you're running without taking any breaks. Then there's a tempo run. This is also known as threshold training. This is important if you're looking to run a 10k or a half marathon race pace. Tempo runs are longer, continuous runs. I don't know too much about it. I think you're pushing your heart rate to be a little bit higher and running at a slightly faster pace than like your typical pace to make it easier on your body. All of these are essentially geared to make your endurance better and allow you to run faster and farther. Okay, and lastly, intervals. They differ from a fartlek and a tempo as there's breaks between each repetition and your pace is a lot faster. So you'll run, for example, like you'll sprint for two minutes and then take like a minute break and then repeat that multiple times. I would like to preface that I'm not a running expert, but this is what I have learned and what I have picked up on from getting into running and getting involved in the running community and creating running plans for myself. So how often should you run? It really depends on what your goals are and what sort of runs you're doing. Um, You should never increase your total weekly distance by more than 10% when you're running in order to prevent injury. So if you're planning out how many runs you're doing per week, between week one to week two and week two to week three, like there should not be an increase of more than 10% in your total like distance that you did. So like say on week one, you do 10K total and then week two, you're doing 20K. That's like way too big of a jump. Like you are gonna get injured if you are increasing your distance too much. You can't increase it more than 10%. If you need to like make a little plan in Excel and multiply your total distances by 0.1 do that I did that I personally am running three times a week right now and I complement it with strength training two times a week strength training is super important to help you with your running performance believe it or not and it's just important for overall health so I really recommend you can do it's also really nice because it's low impact. So that's like weight training, like lifting weights at the gym. It could be your Pilates, anything that's super low impact on your body. Make sure to take rest, especially after long runs. But yeah, that's like what my training schedule is. I'm doing two shorter runs and one longer run. So this week that I'm recording this, I did two 5Ks and then on the weekend, I'm gonna do an 8K. Next week I have a 5K, a 6K and a 9K. So you can see like I have two shorter runs and then one longer run. 
when to run. This is really important. It can get really hot outside and when you're running, your body temperature increases and you don't wanna be too hot and get heat stroke. You also don't wanna be too cold if it's during the colder months and you're running outside because yes it is possible you can run during the winter there's different gear for that but if you're running during the colder months the best time to run is midday so like on your lunch break because that's when it's the warmest and then if you're running during the warmer months the best time of the day is to run early in the morning or the evening around like sunset um, when it's the coolest if you're going midday in the peak of summer it's gonna be really really hot and i really wouldn't advise to do that lastly here are some words of wisdom for you guys i think this would be super helpful okay the mental battle is so much harder than the physical one. Your mind will tell you that you're not capable. It will want you to stop a lot sooner than what your body is actually capable of. And this can apply to any form of movement. It can apply to anything in life. And that's honestly why I love running so much and why I love weight training so much. It teaches you this mental toughness that is really hard to find anywhere else. Everyone starts out somewhere there is no wrong time to start. You are not weak enough. Like you can start today, you can start tomorrow. Everyone starts somewhere. Even like the most advanced runners have to start somewhere. You have to. It, anything in life, anyone who is an expert at anything had to start somewhere. So you're not alone. You're not unique in not knowing what to do or how to start. The more consistent you are, with your running, with working out, with anything in life, the more progress you will feel and see. Determine your why. It's so important to have a why as you're doing this. Like that is what's gonna help you in the moments of your run when you feel like giving up. It's gonna help you when you feel like not going out on your run or sticking to your running plan. It's really, really important. Determine what your why is. Why are you doing this for yourself? And it has to be something a little bit deeper. Like for me, I really want to show up for myself and push myself and show myself that I'm capable of doing something that feels like the impossible. I also wanna do it for my overall health. I think running is really good for your cardiovascular health and and I think it's really good for my mental health space. Like it always helps calm me and ground me. It's time away from my phone, which I really love because I'm always on my phone or my screens or everything with my job. So that's my why. If you are choosing to run and follow through with it, you are a runner. Do not tell yourself otherwise. I do this all the time. I still... I don't know, like I know I'm a runner, but it's really hard for me to fully identify as one because I compare myself to people who have run more than me, run more often than me, have run faster, further, whatever it may be. As being runners and like say, well, like I'm not a runner because I don't do that. I don't do that yet. I am a runner. Do not tell yourself otherwise. If you choose to go on a run, you are a runner. You're running. You're a runner. And lastly, rest is just as important as getting out there. So is your warm up. So is your cool down. And so is your supplementary training. Do not beat yourself to the ground with running. You need to rest your body. If you want to run faster, if you want to run further if you want to lift heavier if you want to build muscle and gain strength and improve your endurance and your stamina your body needs rest and your body needs to be warmed up and cooled down properly okay like please 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 don't forget it no injury is worth it but that is all I have for you today I somehow 
got to 30 minutes for you guys. I really thought this was going to be a shorter episode. Clearly, I'm passionate about running and I hope that came through in this episode. I hope this episode was super helpful. I hope it's a resource that you can refer back to. You can use it as motivation and a way to get you inspired to run when it is lacking. But remember, at the end of the day, discipline over motivation. I spoke about that in last week's episode and I love you guys so much. I love seeing when you leave reviews on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. That's also how you can help support the pod. I love seeing you tag that you're listening to Morning Ray Podcasts on socials. It honestly warms my heart so much. And I'm not just saying that to say that. Like, it really means the world to me because sometimes I post an episode and I'm like, is someone going to listen to this? I I don't know. It's kind of crazy. I'm just here in my apartment my little one bedroom apartment, which actually I have officially been living in for one year, which is pretty crazy. Happy anniversary to me living alone for a year. But I don't know. I think it's really cool that I get to talk to you guys every week and we get to essentially like be on a little FaceTime call. And I really appreciate all of your support. It really does not go unnoticed. I love you guys so much and we'll chat soon. Bye guys. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.